There is no other king like him. Good morning, everyone. Where I'm so thankful that uh, at least that gives me the opportunity to introduce myself. If you're here for the very first time, I'm Ricky Ayala, the senior pastor of this wonderful congregation. Thanks for, uh, for those of you who are on site, and I want to say thank you for those who are watching online. I've heard that there are people over like in Africa and Guatemala, and some people, I think someone in Puerto Rico is watching. I mean, it's, it's awesome that we can go, amen, that we can go beyond our walls. And in fact, if you're just tuning in, make sure that you type in where you're worshiping from. Uh, I'll watch the service later on and I'll respond to you. I could do it in Spanish or in English, but Swahili and other things, I'm going to have to do the, uh, the Google Translate or something on it. But uh, we're welcome. Today, as you know, we're celebrating more of the Palm, Su uh, Palm Sunday uh, of Jesus' triumphant entry. And what I want to do is be able to provide for you a scripture reading as based in the Gospel Book of Mark in chapter 11. So if you have your own Bibles, please open up uh, your Bibles to Mark uh, 11 or uh, on your devices. I'll be reading from the NIV version of what transpired in the um, triumphant entry at that time when Jesus prepared himself um, for that Holy Week that we uh, know of, of Holy Week. So Matthew in chapter 11. Ah, I just want to make sure you were paying attention. <laughs> I just lied. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mark. <laughs> Mark chapter 11. If you have found it, please indicate by saying amen. amen. All right. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Beth uh, Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you. And just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell them. It says, the Lord needs it and will send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing untying that colt? And they answered, as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. And when they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. And many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Let me just pause for a word of prayer. God, as we come before your presence here at this very moment in this part of our worship service, I just want to say thank you that you allow us to be in this place. Whether here on site and for those, of you, uh, those who are watching on their devices. We thank you, God, and uh, that you... Allow us to be here. And as the same for me, God, I, I humbly come before your presence and say thank you that you can even utilize someone like me. And God, the words that will come out in the time that I spend in prayer with you, that your spirit will continually move in our midst. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, triumphant entries. You know, it wasn't uncommon um, for the ancient times when uh, that would happen, and Jerusalem knew about this because they've done it before. Typically, the man that was celebrated was a victorious general or a king that would drive into town with this majestic war horse. However, as we read here, 
Jesus uh, intentionally, deliberately uh, chose a donkey. Now, not just a donkey, it was a borrowed donkey. Now, the humble, uh, the, the, the humble donkey also highlighted that Jesus was different from the other leaders. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, not only was he coming in and, and separating himself from the other leaders, he was actually fulfilling a prophecy that had been shared before of the coming Messiah. Go ahead and look in your Bibles to the book of Zechariah, chapter 9. And as you're looking for it, I want to share with you that Jesus here is announcing who he is, even though the people may not really know the whole situation and what it was that was happening. To give you an example, when he went and told and instructed those two disciples to go ahead and get the colt, he said, if anyone asks you, what are you doing, tell them the Lord needs it. In fact, when Jesus uh, used that word and, and, and put himself as Lord, he had never used that before. But he knew, Jesus knew what he was, himself was going to be getting ready to do, not just in the procession and celebration, but what was to come later on in the week. And so Jesus knew the prophecy of Zechariah, but you really can't tell who knew from the, from the crowd what it really meant. So Zechariah chapter 9 in the Old Testament towards the end of the, uh, of the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Go to verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout. Can you say shout? Shout. Well, those of you who are watching online, go ahead and type it in there in bold caps. Shout. It says, Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. It says, See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now I will take away the chariots from Ephraim and the war horses from Jerusalem, and the battle bow will be broken. He will proclaim peace to the, all the nations. His rule will extend from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. So here, the prophecy of Zechariah is being fulfilled in the triumphant entry. And so in this triumphant entry, Jesus is in fact letting the people know that he is the Messiah, the long-awaited king, as they shouted, Hosanna. However, he didn't come as a king to gather the people up for battle against the Romans, no. This was the humble king, the righteous king, the one that will bring salvation and peace to all the nations on earth. But it's likely that people didn't really understand what was happening. Jesus knew, but the people, even as they shouting, Hosanna, it's possible that they were there. Actually, I'm going to uh, share with you another passage. That they were there because they knew they had heard who Jesus was. Not only was he a teacher with authority, but he acted upon them. They saw and heard, or heard of the miraculous healings and the, the things that he did with those, especially the outcasts. You see another eyewitness account in the book of John. We're not going to go to it, but John chapter 12. If you are taking notes, you can write this down. John chapter 12 is another account of Jesus entering Jerusalem, you know, the, the, the town, and as this, this uh, a procession is taking place. 
And then right before that, he was in Bethany, around Bethany, and this is, this is where he had brought another man back to life after he had been dead for several days. His name was Lazarus. And the scriptures tell us that because the, the, the message and the, the people were in awe of what happened there, and the, the, the message just spread out, the testimonies and the witnesses that were sharing about this Jesus. And so on verses 17 or 18 of the book of John, chapter 12, it tells us that many people then processed because of what had just happened. And so here Jesus, as he knew about the prophecy, the people came and they were putting their cloaks down the ground. And the Bible says that if it wasn't the cloaks, it was people who had gone out onto the field and they had taken these branches. And in fact, in the book of John, chapter 12, that's what we see and hear that it was palm branches. And this is where I want, I know that you probably have heard this story many times, especially every year as we deal with Palm Sunday. So what I try to do and make it a little different is to really pinpoint on something that may be a little different from previous years. And this year's is actually about that, that the people bring it on their cloaks and others that were bringing the palm branches. And I want to share with you today that sometimes in our, even our lives today, we try to compare ourselves with what we don't have because we're seeing what somebody else has. And so therefore, we run the risk of not doing anything at all because we're like, well, I don't have what that person has. In this case, for example, was the cloaks. As people were laying down the road and singing Hosanna, there were people, as the scripture saying, and all gospels, by the way, say this. Mark, you know, Matthew, Luke, and John talk about this uh, eyewitness account of the, this experience of this triumphant entry. And, and as they see the cloaks that are being laid out, there were some people who didn't, probably didn't have any cloaks. And, and they looked to the side, and I know it was probably a little further away, but they saw some branches. So they went over, and they were... Cut down these branches, not these, you know, but cut some branches, and they're, they're saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I love the, the, the visual that was earlier when you, as well as the kids and parents and grandparents, as they're waving the palms that, that mean victory, right? And they're saying, Hosanna, and Hosanna, a Hebrew word, is more like pray. It is to save us. And here they are, they're saying it, Hosanna, they're praying, save us. And so as they're going and putting the branches and they're laying it on the ground for Jesus to come along, I want us to focus a moment on the palm. Now, actually, the palm commemorates that entry, the triumphal entry that Jesus had done, and, uh, and we remember that just like we, rem we are remembering today. But I want us to look at the palm, something a little different as well. You see, the palm wasn't around in that area, you know, the, the, where the, the, the procession was taking place. The, the people that did not have, made, I'm just picturing that the people didn't have the cloaks. And were like, we got to be a part of this. We got to not just only say it, but act upon it. What can we do? Can we, can we look at the, uh, the resources that are around? Oh, the palms. So they go into the field and they bring these palms and they're laying it down. What does this represent to you today? Are you comparing yourself with what you don't have because, oh, uh, God, I, I don't have that gift. I don't have that talent that that individual is laying down for you and praising you. And so, therefore, I'm not going to do anything. 
I don't feel worthy. I think that that gift that the person is giving is worth more than what I can give. And then when you start comparing yourself to what other, somebody else's gift, that by the way, God already had provided them with that blessing, so they are returning uh, uh, God, the part of the blessing. And not for you to be comparing. So therefore, if you are in that setting, in your mindset of saying, you know, I'm not gonna do anything because I don't have what that person has. I can't give what that person can give and let me, me be me bold enough to say that if you're thinking that way, ladies and gentlemen, then you may as well just call yourself a Pharisee. Why do I say that? I say that because the Pharisees, there, there's no way I can just see the Pharisees taking off their garments or their robes for Jesus. In fact, another eyewitness account that is found in the book of Luke chapter 19 that speaks about the triumphant entry. Here, the Pharisees is listed that he told, they told Jesus, tell your followers to stop speaking that way. Stop shouting that way and, and to keep quiet. And Jesus responds and says, if they keep quiet, these stones on the road, on the road will shout with tears, with, with cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to do anything, then can you consider yourself a Pharisee? Or if you don't have the cloaks and you're looking around for resources and you see a branch like the people did and they took out the branch and they laid it out and they're saying, Hosanna. Maybe this branch can mean for you that you have been in, in marriage for so many years and maybe you hear about another uh, the, uh, newlyweds or, or someone. Maybe, God, I don't have what that other person has, but what I do have is experience in marriage because I know, God, that it's not everything is always fine in marriage. There are some ups and there's downs, but maybe I can help that young family out that's just starting out and with my time and, and listening to them. And if they ask, you know, what's your experience like, maybe I could be a mentor for them. Is that your palm? Because ladies and gentlemen, we all know those who are married, it's not rosy every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> there's some ups and downs, and sometimes it feels like there's more downs than ups. Mm-hmm, I heard. <laughs> or maybe this palm, not this one, but in your palm setting, that's probably what it is. You may not have what somebody else can give, but you can give that. Maybe, maybe you're an educator, or, or you love, for example, math. Oh, <laughs> I heard that grunting, you know. But you say, God, I, don't, I, I can't give financially, but I can give my time to tutor a student that is struggling with it. What's your palm? What's your palm to be able to say, God, I don't have these cloaks, but give me the resources, give me the gifts and the talents you have given me that I can grab and lay it down before you and say thank you for saving us and by saving us, God, that I can utilize the blessing that you have around us and for us not to say I'm comparing myself with another individual, but God, you can see my heart of what I'm able to give. So I'm going to utilize the church for a moment. Maybe... You're saying, I can't play an instrument like the orchestra, or I can't sing like the choir. And Pastor Ricky, trust me, you don't want to hear me singing. <laughs> <A> amen. <laughs> well, maybe that's not your gift. But what happens is sometimes people say, well, I don't have the gift of playing an instrument. I don't have the gift of singing, so I can't give anything. No. 
God provides us with gifts, each and every one of us is the body of Christ and holy, the Holy Spirit uniting us that we can have Christ as the head of the body, the king, as we worship him and say, God, Hosanna, you continue to save us as we're praying and we're shouting out and we're laying whatever palm this represents to you that we're laying it on the ground for you in praise and in honor. You see, ladies and gentlemen, when they were taking the cloaks or the palms, and they were receiving the individual, in this case, Jesus, or a king, or, or a victorious general, they were giving honor in a sense of, of praise and approval and respect for what they had done. Can we lay down our palms and appreciate as Jesus Christ is coming to you, not just in town, but coming into your heart, say, Jesus, here I am, I don't have a lot but what I can do have, or if, even if I don't have it, I could look around and utilize the resources that you provide us with and to still give you honor and praise. Sometimes we're looking for the big things in life, when in reality it's the small things that sometimes can make a huge difference. So don't cut yourself short. To be able to say, uh, uh, God, I'm able to do this, I'm able to give this because of your blessing, and I give you honor and glory. And the other individual says, God, I don't have that gift, I don't have that talent, I don't have that kind of money, but what I do have, I want to give to you. I want to give you honor and praise because I honor you, I praise you, I approve of you, I respect you, God. What are you laying down as the palm and what, the, the palm branch, and what does it represent for you, presented to God, and as you say, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Loving and God, as we come before you and thanking you as a reminder of the blessings that you have poured upon us, and sometimes we compare our blessings to others, and sometimes we don't even do anything because of that comparison. The message today is remembering even what does that palm branch represent for us as we're looking around and looking for other resources that you provide to utilize. And not just utilize to give us honor, to give us glory and saying, look at us, but no, in turn, an opposite is to say, God, for the people to look at you, to look at Christ, that he is our Messiah, he is our King that will present salvation and offer salvation and gives peace, the opportunity to all nations here on earth. And as we gather at this very moment, our hearts and our minds to receive communion today, let us remind ourselves of the sacrifice that we at one point can be in celebration and then just a few days later, we're in tears. For then again in celebration as we prepare for Easter. But God, let's not rush it. That we can come before your presence and lay down our palm branches, whatever they represent, that will give you praise. We ask this in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen and amen.